Hey everyone, my name's Nick. And my name's Kat. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Made for You and Me, an educational and entertaining podcast on the history, geology, wildlife, and other fun facts within America's best idea, the National Parks. Did you have to practice that or did that... I forgot a word in there. Just now? Yeah. What like was... one of... It's history, geology... Wildlife. Wildlife. And other fun facts. No. Oh. You got it. Okay. It's been a minute since we've done that. Every once in a while I just bust that out like in public. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if someone mentions that we do a podcast and you know. Well, I guess so you have started us off. Great. But this is going to be... Um, I, we got to make sure we remember how to do this. It's been a while. So... I forgot how to talk. Yeah. I forgot how to research, talk, record, do all the things. Um, we've both had crazy things going on. Good things, but big things going on in our lives. We each got a new job. Woo! Literally in the same week, you and I started new jobs. I know. It was great. And then you got a dog. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think listeners know because another crazy thing that happened was like we had recorded three episodes to have on tap to put out whenever we wanted and then I opened my computer one day and it wasn't working and then when I restarted it the whole thing just <laughs> everything gone gone all of it which at first you know what was happening was I in the middle of interviewing at that time no whatever whatever the case was it was just so impeccable timing because normally I'm the type of person who'd be like so upset and like mm-hmm. just distraught and like I'm have the attitude of, oh, I can never get past this. But whatever was going on, it was like an extremely stressful couple weeks. Maybe I was done interviewing, but whatever state I was in, I was like, oh, well. Yeah, I think you had just finished interviewing. Which was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I was like, because it was a text message that I got that was like, well, we lost everything. And I was like, um, I'm not going to ask him if that means that we lost it like off of you know our actual podcast platforms or what we lost i was just like oh no (laughs) yeah so thanks for just taking it and um you know rolling with the punches with me i appreciate that but that was crazy it's not nearly as bad for me as it is for all of our committed listeners committed and growing i looked for the (laughs) first time today in like four weeks how our podcasts are doing and we are still getting new listeners which tight so all that to say we are still rolling through life doing great things but we are not going to be a weekly podcast anymore we're going to be monthly yep so sorry to all of you if you're going to be disappointed but that's what's healthiest for us and that's what we're going to do still going to bring you Really awesome, amazing content. The best podcast you've ever listened to. But it's just going to be a little less frequent. I think it'll be better quality. Awesome. What else do we typically do? Well, I think that we've spent a good amount of time not diving. So, Oh, this is also a different setup than we're used to. Which I feel like I've like been caught with my pants down. Because Kat <laughs> can now see everything that I look at whenever I record. She can see like the... Uh, the recording like actually taking place and our sound waves. She can see all the notes I have up. So it this is a new me, view for yeah, you. Yeah, people who get tattoos of these sound waves, we should get like the intro tattooed on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so this is just new all around. But I'm so stoked to be back. And we're going to dive in, but not too hard. You know why? Because we don't want to die. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if that didn't give it away, 
today's episode, whatever episode it is, whatever season it is, wherever you are, is the most common ways to die in a national park. We already recorded this. Done, done, done. This was one of the ones that were lost. Uh, so whenever Kat and I um, go through our ideas of what episodes we want to record, we of course do our national parks. There's Cooper on the other side of the door. We of course decide what national parks we want to do, and then we sprinkle in our what we call our shorts, our minis, our fun episodes. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to do one on conspiracy theories. Is he dropping ball? What is going on out there? He's dropping something. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do one on conspiracy theories. Uh, so, as you know, a couple seasons ago, we did an episode on mysterious disappearances. Beloved in, episode. In national parks. People loved it. That was one of our most listened to episodes. Uh, some of the stories in that episode were sad. Some were scary. But mostly the theme of that episode was kind of spooky and freaky. Creepy. And I wanted to do another episode that was kind of spooky and creepy because Mysterious Disappearances was a really popular episode. So I started to do some research on conspiracy theories surrounding national parks, but I did not like what I found. Most of what I found online was just individuals on TikTok perpetuating a lot of false information and telling firsthand really quick stories about their experiences, about something random and sketchy that happened while they were out in the wilderness or while they were visiting a park. Did you see what the National Park Service did for April Fool's Day? No. (laughs) You should check that out. Everyone check that out. All right. So that's, I was just finding these people just like telling really quick stories. And while some of those were like good stories and they were entertaining for a few seconds, that's really all there was to it. Because I had friends who know I do the podcast tell me like, oh, you should do conspiracy theories. Or have you heard about this conspiracy theory? Or you heard about this theory about whatever park? But uh, these really didn't hold any ground. They were like good stories for a quick second. But when it really came down to it, it was just a girl with a camera phone saying she heard screams in the woods. (laughs) And then people commenting, oh, yeah, I heard screams in the woods in that same park one time, too. There's really (laughs) nothing to it. So you can find more online where people compile these stories and come up with their own theories of you know, what could be lurking behind trees or in caves. But to me, it seemed that people were just making open-ended speculations rather than an official conspiracy theory. So we all know conspiracy theories are untrue theories about something that takes place or something that did take place, but there is like some evidence to, you know, support the claim. But in this case, it was just like, I heard screams in the woods. Mm -hmm. I think there's a cannibal, you know, just like random stuff like that. So, for example, there is a quote unquote theory that Teddy Roosevelt created protected lands in order to corral and hunt Bigfoot. But that's literally all there is to it. There's no documentation. There's no evidence. There are no holes in the given reason that the U.S. government made national parks in force. It's just a claim. And while it's interesting for a hot second, you think about it, you're like, oh, what if it's just like silly and annoying that there is nothing to back up some of these theories. I found some information about other suspicious creatures that live in the wilderness, but the creature that these stories were referring to actually comes from a figure in historic Native American culture. And we should really be past the point of taking someone else's culture and twisting aspects of it for our own entertainment. So I'll digress. (laughs) If there is a specific conspiracy theory about the national parks that you're interested in, feel free to Google it, but ask lots of questions and do lots of research, or 
just see homegirl on TikTok telling a story and think, oh, what an interesting thing and what a creative thought. But don't give a like to stand on if there's really nothing that supports the claim. Or do, just because life is short and it's fun. Sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. You're annoying if you do. So with that, I will not be doing an episode on National Park Conspiracy Theories. And similarly to a word of caution about just not giving life to unfounded claims, let's talk about how to practice caution when you visit (laughs) national parks so you don't die while experiencing some of the most amazing places that nature has to offer. Smooth segue. All right. So it turns out that national parks have millions of visitors every year. There are relatively low death rates. Spoiler alert, Mm -hmm. uh, about 237 million people traveled to National Park Service sites in 2020 amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, my goodness. 237 million. So that's one number that we're going to work off of. Another number we're going to work off of is in an 11-year span from 2007 to 2018, 2,727 people died within National Park boundaries. And that breaks down to about eight deaths per 10 million visitors. So statistically speaking, you have a one in 1,250,000 chance of dying while you're in a national park. You can compare this to a one in 107 chance of dying in a car crash, a one in 9,821 chances of dying in a plane crash, or one in 500,000 chances of getting struck by lightning. What if you get struck by lightning in a national park? (laughs) So your odds of dying in a national park are less than a fourth. Am I doing that? What if your plane gets struck by lightning in a national park? No, are about a fourth. (laughs) Shut up. Are about like a third of dying in a national. Three times. What was I even saying, Kat? I was. I was just. Numbers aren't real. I was just thinking, like, I'm so proud of myself for one being horrible at math, two being dyslexic. Like, I'm so proud of myself for getting all those numbers right, and I completely soiled it by trying to go extra step. They're pretty low down on written down, not the (laughs) actual number, just pretty low. He could have just said pretty low. No, I said your odds of dying in a national park are pretty low. One in one million two hundred fifty thousand. So. Every life does matter, and we don't want to downplay the deaths that have taken place in national parks. We don't want to make those seem insignificant. So, although you probably won't die in a national park next time you visit, that's likely due to you being cautious, to you planning, and making smart decisions while exploring the great outdoors. See, like I said, this is a new setup. Kat can see everything I'm working off of, and she is calling me out. (laughs) We're going to talk about the eight most common ways to die in a national park. What would you think is like the the number one? The number and one. I, I or I have or up there. I I think that the first time we recorded, I said drowning. No, I said um, dehydration. Oh, okay. And then I said ironically, <laughs> drowning. Ironic, ironically, drowning is a quite opposite of dehydration. So <laughs> I do remember that. All right, so we're gonna go through our top ways to die in a national park. What did you think? It was I don't want to say top ways. I want to say most common ways. Um, I would say falling. Okay. That would be like my first thought Mm -hmm. and animal attacks. (laughs) So you might be like us or not like us. You might be thinking, oh, I know the most common ways to die in a national park. Or you might think grizzly bears, moose attacks, poisonous snakes. 
Yet, those are some of the lowest on the list of the possible ways to die in national parks. So all these numbers that we're using off, that we're using, are statistics taken from the 11 years I mentioned from 2007 to 2018. So at the bottom of the list for most common ways to die in a national park is, number eight, death by wild animal. From 2007 to 2018, eight people died from being attacked by a wild animal in a national park area. That is surprisingly low. That's very low. I thought like even if it was low, it would at least, it would be like 100 people. Yeah. But eight people is... Think about like snakes. Yeah. And it's just six. all the videos you see of people getting like close to it or like feeding an animal. True. You know? So way to go for the most part, people, of being considerate to wildlife and not dying in a national park because of it. And thanks, wildlife, for... For being considerate of people. Oh, thank you so much, wildlife, for tolerating us. Okay, number seven. The seventh most common way to die in a national park is murder. Go ahead and say it, Kat. Your favorite <laughs> office quote. Muck duck. No. <laughs> it is. The favorite office quote is murder, or R is the most menacing um, letter in the alphabet. That's why it's called murder, not muck duck. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, there's been a murder. <laughs> in Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got there. Um, so, uh, from 2007 to 2018, murder counted for 17 deaths in the national parks. That's really sad. But if I had to be murdered, that's where I would want to be murdered. In a national park? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number six, poisoning. Which is also murder. <laughs> kind of. I mean, well, the second part there. Something else murdered you. Yeah. Uh, 24 people died from poisoning in national parks. So this includes carbon monoxide as well as drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Which, 24. okay, 24 people still like low when we talk about the grand scheme of everyone who visits a national park every year but kind of shocking that poisoning requires its own category that it's that often yeah yeah uh number five suicide uh between this time period 260 people sadly ended their own lives in a national park most frequently by jumping from great heights so we'll also take this time to say if you are struggling or need help you are not alone so please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, which is available 24-7, and it's for anyone in a suicide crisis or in emotional distress. Thank you. Number four, natural deaths. <laughs> which is so ironic. 285 people died from natural causes like heart attacks and strokes in the national parks. I would say most of that's from dehydration. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw you a bone there, Kat. Okay, thanks. Number three, falls. During this time period, 335 fatalities took place from accidental falls in national parks. Most of these at the Grand Canyon. See, and falling is like one of my biggest fears in life, and so this is just making it worse. Just stay back. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, number two, motor vehicle crashes. 475 people died in motor vehicle crashes. I think that just goes to show you, like, how dangerous vehicles are. Vehicles are so dangerous and scary. And, you know, I was actually thinking this earlier today whenever someone 
cut me off in traffic and I was like didn't make a scene about it but then I got beside them at a red light because first of all they were speeding towards a red light idiot but then I pulled beside them and I was like oh this is a child oh my god like I'm sure people in their 50s and 60s probably think that about us driving but I was like I think back to how I was so excited as a 16 year old to get my license and then I look back and I'm like why do we let these children drive around these 3,000 pound weapons yeah on the road yeah well it's particularly bad where we live it is so something to think about uh and number one the most common way to die in a national park as we said earlier the opposite of dehydration (laughs) drowning drowning is the leading cause of deaths in national parks and during this time period 668 people drown while in national parks working out to about 60 people a year and most of these drownings took place in Yosemite National Park. Wow. Oh, jumping off waterfalls, you think? I don't know. It's probably what it is. I didn't get into that. Uh, but yeah, most of them are in Yosemite. These are really sad. These are depressed now. sad, depressing. But, you know, we're here to educate. We're not here to lift people's spirits and make people in good moods. We're here to tell them the cold, hard facts, whether they like it or not. Don't forget your floaties. And wear them when you're in the car. Right. And rope. Yeah. And talk to someone if you're struggling. And uh, watch... Don't do drugs and alcohol. Yeah, watch how much carbon monoxide and alcohol you're consuming. And just send it all to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. So if you Google uh, top national parks with the highest number of deaths, you're going to get like different answers. So it varies depending who you ask and like what website you're on. But generally... The top three deadliest national parks are North Cascades, Yosemite, and the Grand Canyon. We should do North Cascades next. Okay. We haven't already done it? No. I didn't even know that was a national park. Oh, nice. Yeah, let's do it. So, top four national parks with the highest percentage of death rate, meaning the most amount of deaths compared to visitors, are North Cascades National Park in Washington, Denali National Park in Alaska, Upper Delaware Scenic and Recreational River in Pennsylvania, random, and then Big Thicket National Preserve in Texas. Thicket. Another, some more quick facts. The majority of all deaths, 79%, occurred among males, and more than half of all deaths, 53%, occurred among people ages 45 and older. Drowning, motor vehicle crashes, and falls are the leading causes of unintentional deaths. And this trend has been consistent since 2007. Unintentional death meaning not a suicide or murder. Or a poisoning, I would assume. No. Yeah, uninten- that's an unintentional death. A poisoning. Depending. Drowning occurs for 33% of all unintentional deaths. An average of 58 fatal drownings are reported each year, which equals to one drowning per week. Y'all have to respect the water. Respect the water. And like Kat said, pack your floaties. <laughs> About half of all medical deaths occurred while the individual was engaged in physical activities such as hiking, biking, swimming. Not surprising. Running away from the wild animal that was going to eat them. Right. <laughs> that's so, why there's only eight. That's why there are only eight because we don't count <laughs> the wild animal killing you. We count you collapsing of heart failure while running away from the, heart, the wild animal as what killed you. Things to think about. Some freak accidents do happen in international parks. We're not going to talk about any of them because... Some are, like, really sad. Um, We're also approaching half an hour. 
but feel free to look those up on your own if you want. So what can we take away from this, Kat? <sighs> um, that you just have to live your life every day to the fullest and enjoy the scenery when you're at the national parks. Well said. All right, let's wrap it up. No, oh. just kidding. There's some other stuff. So <laughs> something serious we can take away is that national parks are a statistically relatively safe place to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, but secondly, we can say that the deaths in U.S. national parks do occur. Many were preventable. So a lot of these fatalities in national parks can be avoided with some common sense and by taking the signs and markings and information from rangers and all the resources that you see whenever you go into these parks seriously. People have died in hot springs at Yellowstone by ignoring the signs about boiling water or they fall into their deaths after climbing over a guardrail to get a, a guardrail to get a good picture. So there are also tales of, you know, tragic selfie falls and drinking and driving. Oh, sorry, drinking and diving in lakes and rapids and waterfalls. And there are also a lot of road accidents from careless driving, from unsafe passing and not wearing seatbelts, driving under the influence and also speeding. Like how, what has to be going through your mind to speed when the posted speed limit is 25 miles per hour and there are literal thousand foot cliffs on either side of you? Right, and beautiful scenery that you should just go slowly for anyway. Go slowly for anyway. So when I was, hold on, when I was at Upheaval Dome, there was a girl who was taking a selfie, and there's no, like, guardrail there at all. And she, like, it's not a sad story. She, uh. like, um, leaned back really far, though, and, like, took, like, a, I mean, it was probably a really good picture. And the lady standing beside me was like, girl! Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, Oh, you've got nerves of steel. <laughs> Honestly, Pittsville for me. I would just be... Oh, it was, yeah. My stomach would just be in an absolute pit. Yikes, don't do that. Glad that girl's safe, but don't do that. So here are some easy tips that you can take away to stay safe in national parks. First, prepare, prepare, and prepare. Make sure you know where you're going. Make sure what you need. Make sure you have... Just all the sunscreen, all the bug spray, all the water. Read what you need to have before you go. They have plenty of information. Know where you're staying, know where you're going, all that stuff. Um, also, oh, specifically, have plenty of water and snacks. Mm -hmm. Make sure you got the goods with you. Wear sunscreen. Listen to your body. Don't overexert yourself. I know you might want to go to the very tip top of the mountain, but if your body's telling you no, listen to your body. And also... As we said, pay attention to your surroundings, read signs, notice guardrails, and move slowly in unknown areas. Drive slowly and avoid going to parks alone. Yeah. They're beautiful, amazing places. Share it with someone you love. Kat, any, oh my gosh, I haven't said this in forever. And I bet listeners are like, please forget when, but okay. Kat, do you have any questions, comments, thoughts, critiques, philosophies, intuitions, or ambiguities? Oh, you did such a good job. Thank you. Um, I'm going to say it again. The worst part about having a dog and, you know, being an older man is mouth noises. I hate <laughs> mouth noises. <laughs> like the macaroni. And... Oh, just anything. Oh, my gosh. Do we want to give our listeners some ASMR? Ew. I hate it so much. Oh, I can't it, be listening to it. It literally makes me want to punch you. Oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, all right. Well, with that... 
Oh gosh, don't follow us on Instagram anymore. Oh, really? I didn't think about all the changes we have. Yeah, so all those beautiful pieces of artwork that I made, like all the cover arts for our episodes, I used my work Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop account to make all those. And I have a new job, so I don't have that anymore. I can download it for you. Maybe. We'll think about it. Don't hold your breath, people. I have a student account. Oh, okay. Well, follow us on Instagram at MFYAM Podcast to stay up to date. Oh, that's usually your line anyway. Follow us. There may be some posting. There will be photos. There might just not be our work. Oh, my God. We need to <laughs> wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> awesome. You're beautiful. Bye. <laughs> I can stop this. <laughs>